take a short break just to let you know about becoming a breakout bestie. So we've launched a brand new subscription service for the small businesses that need us in your pocket. So why do you need to become a breakout bestie? Well, it's just a monthly subscription that gives you access to us when you need us. There's a closed group where you can ask us any question you need. There's also an anonymous posting on. So if you've got clients in the same group, you can ask us anything and we'll get back to you. Sometimes that'll be a quick answer. Other times it might be that we need a bit more of an in-depth chat. There'll also be uh, posts and information on the latest trends, the latest strategies for social media, upcoming things from HMRC that you may have missed, just anything you need to make your life easier to run your business. You'll also have access to our client base and money off discounts and vouchers for various services we've got coming out. This is brand new, it's only just been launched, so have a look, go on our website under besties and sign up soon. What keeps me going is definitely being versatile and thinking, okay, let's have a look at this this yeah. month and adapting it a little bit. So if a class is a quiet, all right, let's find a craft fair I can attend. And I'm definitely a person who is all in. Hi and welcome to Business Rainbows and Unicorns, where there's no such thing as failure if you don't try. This podcast is specifically for business owners or wannabe business owners. Say you've got a side hustle or you've got a passion for something and you think it'd be absolutely amazing or you see people that do amazing things with their passions and what they enjoy doing well you can do that so please subscribe it always helps a little podcast like ours listen along for tips tricks and advice you will just need to add your passion and spark to help you build a successful business and we hope you enjoy listening to this episode hi phil (laughs) Today we've got Philippa from Philippa Gunnar on the podcast, which is really, really good. Phil's a local artist we have worked with since day one. Day one. In fact, Sarah, I believe it was you who got me going, really. Oh, well, there you go, <laughs> it's then. I'll take good. credit. So, tell us a bit about yourself. What's your business and what you do? So, I run uh, Philippa Gunnar. So, I'm an artist, um, but I actually kind of teach art more in fun lessons, um, probably more than uh, creating art at the moment. So... I travel around different schools and kind of work with children um, and that was a bit of my background and so I show them different ways to art, to create art, but I also teach adults and run classes like Natter and Splatter or I've done a paint and yoga one, with, uh, so I've collaborated with people as well just to make sure art's fun. Um, I also do beginner's courses um, and just make sure, just show people, as long as you've got the right brushes the right techniques <laughs> and guidance, anybody can do it. And anyone so. can, because you're quite shocked that I was able to I do it. I was very shocked. <laughs> I'm not 100% convinced it was Sarah's work, or she pinched it off a friend. <laughs> so why did you start Philippa Gun Art in your own business? Um, it was during lockdown, really. So I've always been, lo- like, absolutely loved art. So for years, um, I had a stroke um, when I was 28. And um, they found out the stroke was through um, a heart disease. Um, So I had a large hole in my heart. So I was also waiting for surgery to have open heart surgery to have it closed. And I just started painting from then on. I think I started out drawing. And then I went from drawing to painting because it wasn't too physical. So it was something that I could do while I was like (laughs) um, in recovery and therapy. 
And then I just went mad for it, really. And I think anybody who paints will tell you it's totally addictive. So the next thing you know, you're Googling, YouTubing, <laughs> Pinteresting, everything, and just learning how to draw and different techniques. Um, I absolutely love colours. And from there, I carried on. And I worked in a school, mm-hmm. um, kind of volunteering, doing their art bits with the children. Um, and from there, I went to run an art club from... Uh, with them and then I went to another primary school and done an art club with them whilst I was doing this I was still working as a teaching assistant and then Covid happened and we were all made to stay in and all I did was paint for the whole time (laughs) and I just thought this is just what I want to do and I believe you started breakout and you put some of my work in your breakout for me and then I started off by doing a few craft fairs and thought I'm just going to go for it and now you're back in art clubs I'm doing art clubs five <laughs> days a week <laughs> going to schools but it's what I love and I love um, working it's different with though isn't it oh, it's, it's after school clubs with different schools oh, it's, it's not the kind of TA yeah no it's, it's completely different so I work self-employed um, and I go into five different schools a week um, and I actually go into one school and I actually teach in there at the moment during afternoons and they're art clubs so they're my regular schools and then I travel all over the place during the week um, during the days going to different schools and just doing art workshops with the children because it's just so nice for them to do to actually work on an evil, easel and a canvas and you know just try it it's different and I, and not only that teachers don't have an awful lot of time to prepare an art lesson and whereas I go in it's all prepared beforehand and it's kind of set up and ready to go nice and how's yeah. it teaching the adults as well um do you know what people say to me what's the difference between teaching adults and children and I can answer that straight away children you have to hold back <laughs> so uh, sometimes you're not finished um explaining and they've created their painting and adults are just that bit more nervous and feel this pressure and they're a bit less confident to go ahead so teaching adults is brilliant and it doesn't matter what age whether it's a child or someone in their 80s I literally feel like a proud parent because it's like look what you've done and I do a little clap <laughs> so, so I, I just love um, all ages of who I've worked with Yeah, I think absolutely. a few people as well haven't they the ones that have been to like natter and splatter or if they've said oh god I'm not very good I yeah. can't draw and then they're like trying to sell their art afterwards yeah, yeah. they're well chopped it, it's it. so good you know I had um, a lady who had been to one class and then she come back to another class last week Oh, and it was a pot class, and I said, you know, I, I normally seal them, but she lived a slightly further distance away, so I said, you're more than welcome to seal it when you get home, mm. but um, I do touch up some areas normally first, like, because obviously it's a pot, if it's got knocked around before it's varnishes, it can chip, and she went, don't worry, after your last uh, class, I thought, I'm going to become an artist, so I've got everything to touch it up when I get oh, home. Oh, And are you still doing the craft fairs and selling your art? So I do. um, I've got some craft fairs lined up for Christmas time. Mm. um, And I'm actually, right at this very moment, putting all my stuff back online because I kind of come away from the selling bit while I got my classes kind of up and running. And now they're kind of ticking along. I I love the selling and I I want to be painting as well. So that's really important. So I'm just trying to get all that sorted at the moment and putting it online. 
But yeah, definitely, I've got some big ones coming up at Christmas time. Nice. Yes. So what would you say your biggest success to date is? I think, as an artist, every time you sell a piece of work is a huge achievement. And you can't believe that people have your work hanging in their walls, (laughs) hanging on their walls, or, you know, that they've got a piece of your work. That's a massive achievement, but... And you've been asked to do commissions and bespoke yeah, pieces yeah. as well, lots, you? lots of commissions and bespoke pieces, which are amazing to be asked. They're slightly more nerve-wracking <laughs> because you know what someone's... No pressure. Yeah, you know what someone's got in their heads. Um, I would say my biggest achievement of success today, do you know, probably being able to do my business and still being able to pay for my mortgage and keep me and my children going you know without having to claim anything is by far the biggest success or achievement and don't get me wrong I'm not I don't live a a wonderful lifestyle but I managed (laughs) to do that running a business on my own so yeah yeah, that would be and would you say that's the balance is good in terms of like what you want to earn and time how you want to what you want to do with your life because a lot of people would love to start their own business and they're worried they it's always money that stops them doing it but they want that balance of not either not doing the nine to five or they don't like their job or... So, I mean, I'm still in my first two years of being self-employed and having a business. And I, there's a real, and I totally agree with it, it says, uh, do a job you love, and they say you'll never work another day in your life. And yeah. then afterwards they say, well, actually, you'll probably work 24-7. And that is so true. (laughs) Like, you have to push it and push it. But at the same time, you're pushing it for something you love. So it doesn't feel like work. Like, like I I can't explain how much I love my job and how lucky I am to have it as a job. But you're working constantly. Absolutely. But it's for something that hopefully in five years' time will give me a nice, you know, day kind of... But for the time being, I think you can't go into it if you think you're going to be just working small hours because you have to be pushing it all the time. Yeah. When I'm not teaching, there's so many things that go on in the background. Yeah. So, yeah. We have a lot of people in that they want to do that and make money out of what their talent is, but then don't have the... I don't know if it's not the oomph or the drive. Yeah. And they think, oh, we'll just do a couple of hours here and there. And I'm like, no, this, you need to be all over it constantly. It is. It is constant. Like, I'm pretty good if I go on holiday, then I do definitely switch off. Yeah, because like, you need no, that on break. Holiday. But at the weekend, you know, as soon as you get up, you're thinking, oh, I could be doing this or I could be doing that. Yeah. or and um, that's why you guys are great though because when it comes to marketing or websites you know there's stuff I'm not great at I just phone you so yeah yeah. or Andy or Andy (laughs) (laughs) what would you say has been your biggest challenge or learning to date so the podcast is a lot of it or the strap line is about failing and you Mm. need to try because you can't be afraid of failing but I always say it's about learning so it's not a fail because you've tried something you learn from it and you try again so what would you say your biggest sort of learning or challenge has been in the last two years so I think that you need to be when you're self-employed or have your own business or certainly from my perspective it's like I need to be knowing what I'm getting or doing like months in advance. So you're planning months in advance. And you are going to get some months, um, like the summer, where it's nice outside. People aren't wanting to sit and do an art class. Um, You know, I I run children's birthday parties and they're 
so much more popular during the winter months yeah. because it's cold out. So it's a real challenge um, kind of just keeping everything going at a nice pace and having that consistency. Um, so I find that quite a challenge. And as soon as something dips, because you do get it where you're like, oh, no, you know, and I always say for every massive high and well done you do or good month you have, there's a not-so-good one coming, yeah. um, that you have to be really versatile in what you're doing. Yeah. You can't just sit back and let it um, just kind of keep rolling. You have to, as soon as you think, oh, this isn't going so well this month, you have to kind of up your game or change yeah. it around a little bit. Um, so that's probably been the biggest challenge is knowing what to do and when to do it. And actually, this works better at this time of year and this works better at this time of year. Um, but I just think you're always going to get them times and it wouldn't matter what sort of how you were doing one month. Like I said, for every good month, there's a not so good month. So it's just keep working at it, really. Yeah. And how do you stay positive during those not so good months? Is it because a lot of people, they say within the um, first two years of business, it's quite a high percentage of people that quit and give up. Yeah. And I, when we opened Breakout, I never planned to make a profit for the, at least the first no. year, if not two years. Yeah. So how do you still like think, right, no, I'm going to keep going? And I would say I have, I, I absolutely love my job and I love the hours and I love not being in one place for too long a time. <laughs> and so that makes me definitely keep going. And I think the fact that I am like a single parent and I put the roof over their heads and everything that has to, that makes all the difference, I believe, if you think you're not getting income from somewhere else. Like, um, so what keeps me going is definitely being versatile and thinking, okay, I can let us have a look at this this yeah. month and we can see and just kind of adapting it a little bit. So if a class is a quiet, all right, let's find a craft fair I can attend yeah. or let's get some stuff on, you know, it's, diff it's different bits. So, and that keep me focused on that. Yeah. And I'm definitely a person who is all in when they're doing it. So yeah. like... Um, if I yeah 110% and that will just take my mind off it before you know that week's passed and your good week's around the corner yeah. so yeah it's just being a bit versatile really and just not you just can't sit back ever you can't take your foot off the pedal yeah this is a difficult one to ask because we work together so closely but what would you say is your current the have you got a problem in your business at the moment or what's the next um what's what my next you... bit so a problem yeah I mean I struggle with doing everything, I would say. So my problem would be that I could do with another member of staff but can't afford another member of staff. Yeah. So you're trying to juggle everything. Um, so I would say that I'm not very good with the finances, the marketing side, anything that with technology I'm not very good at. I would say I'm a creative kind of person. And I like to be doing that. And hence why I come to you for all of that kind of help. Yeah. Um, That's why I say, oh, it's a difficult one, because we already help you out with that side of things. Yeah. So like the techie side. Definitely. Setting, making sure everything's on the website, yeah. the finance side. But you did your own, you've got your spreadsheet up and running to check your margins. I did. Sarah showed me how to do that. <laughs> and now I can spreadsheet anything. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, so I, I have all my, so I, and actually I've been self-employed before. I was a hairdresser years ago and I used to be terrible and used to turn up to the accountant on practically the, like, 30th of January with just a bag <laughs> full of receipts and not knowing and couldn't find anything. Whereas now you have taught me 
to use my spreadsheet, which I do do every month. Yeah. And I even um, worked out the cost of buying something in or the cost of making it myself. So, yeah, I've learned a lot. But it's just having the time to do it at the same yeah. time. So, um, yeah, I would say that is my biggest thing is actually it's like it's just such a small part of my work is the actual teaching and creating side of it. Yeah. And then it's a huge part that's not really shown and it's hard when you want to be doing that creating and that teaching mm. but actually you need that spreadsheet and you need to know right okay how have I done this month so like you say you're all in so you want to be selling you want to be at craft fairs you want to be yeah, online so you want to do it all at once yeah. so it feels like it's all urgent but actually you've taken that step back having known you for now doing this for two years you've taken that step out so you've now built your classes so you know you've got your regular income yeah. on the classes so now it's time to almost drip feed in and it add is. products online and then they will start moving in the background although again it's a load more extra work like we were saying of setting everything up setting the prices yeah. how it's all going to work in the pictures and I think that's as you say a lot of people don't see that. They're just like, oh, she's got a website. I can click and buy yeah. that. They didn't see that you had to take a picture of that product and trial that product 100%. and check the price for that product. And and when it's your kind of website, you can kind of drive traffic to your website. However, when it's like, um, so I'm on Etsy as well, mm. but it's difficult to actually get um, people to like go to your website, oh, sorry, your um, shop, and it's known all the algorithm and the SEOs and there's such a like learning curve that I've had with all of this. Kind of you think you're just gonna put something on, someone's gonna see it on there, click and buy, and it's just not like that. Like yeah. when something's really saturated, you really have to stand out from the rest and like I, I don't do that well and I'm I'm learning <laughs> on that as well. So But as well, if something's saturated, at least you know there's a need for exactly. it. So you know the sales are yeah. gonna be there. Yeah, like 100%. Say, it's just putting that USP and that spin on it to know that actually this is Philippa Gunn art it's not that artist yeah. it's you and this yeah. is why people should buy from you and actually Sarah you said earlier what's my biggest achievement mm. I think that might be it for someone to recognize before yeah. knowing that I did it actually saying oh is that one of Philippa's and then I've been told that and I'm like that's amazing because yeah. as an artist and any type of artist you want to be known for like what you do or recognised yeah, as style uh, yeah, and brand. exactly. And that's everything. Um, as an artist is that somebody can recognise it really. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably a massive achievement when people go, Oh, I saw your work and you're like, How did you know that was mine? And yeah. they're like, Oh, I just knew. Yeah. So yeah. Just knew the style. Uh, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Yeah. And so, people, yeah. especially in the art world, because we work with a few different artists, that people do get to know your style and then they yeah. come to you for your style and then it's very much a interest or people are genuinely interested in that like the type of paints you use the oh, colors yeah. you use the style what you're painting so you obviously know a lot for your flowers and landscapes but then there's been other things out of your natter and splatters or the children's ones where it's really really different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and um, so obviously, like you mentioned flowers, that's what I like to paint. That is what, if I have the choice, I would sit there and paint. However, it doesn't mean everybody else just wants to paint that. So with children especially, you know, I think this week we're doing cactuses in one school. I've got a cityscape in another school. And like, it's then 
so all of that in the background because you're actually designing all that for them to do as well at home like on an evening like this last night I sat there I was like I've got four paintings to do for schools this week you know <laughs> just for them to kind of recreate yeah. so yeah yeah it's all that background work yeah it is definitely oh, so what's yeah. your future plans what's the next year um, for six months to a year for... so I definitely want to get stuff um, kind of moving online now I'd really like to kind of be able to go back like I said now classes kind of uh, ticking along okay and go back to selling my goal would be really to have someone work with me when I can afford that like part-time full-time that would be amazing just to have um, someone else so just lots more classes lots more painting and I don't want anything extraordinary I just want to be able to keep doing what I'm doing and keep it coming in hopefully so yeah Awesome. I think that's the biggest, everyone's biggest challenge at the moment is people because we're the same. You kind of think, I've almost got enough work to take yeah. someone on, but I'd hate to take someone on and then I can't Let pay them or it yeah. would just be absolutely mortifying. So it's now just getting that, I don't know, that point of where we've got enough money coming in and enough yeah. um, work coming in that we can keep them busy enough yeah. and keep them on the long term. And that's what well, yeah, that's we. It we struggle with and you can't I think when it's your own business you want someone with the same passion and drive as that you is as the well. problem and it's that right person yeah, that's going to get involved in your business so yeah. that's why we've worked with so many people because they want that like with the IT stuff yeah. or the finance stuff or help with social media because it's the bits that you'd rather be painting and teaching so we've stepped in and done a bit. So there's certain things we can then do to say, right, okay. And because we're not precious over stuff, you can then create that job role and go, well, actually, Breakout does this, 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 and for me. Yeah. I know it's X amount of hours. I know it would be this. So Absolutely. then it makes that step easier. Yeah. But finding That's that right dream. person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love not to have to touch a computer again. <laughs> or a That's printer. the dream. Yeah, That's, That's the, the year's dream. goal. That is, yeah. <laughs> not to touch a computer or printer again and get someone else oh, doing yeah. it for you. There uh, you go. Especially my poor old computer that uh, <laughs> gets abused <laughs> how old it is. So, yeah. Oh, thanks, Phil. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you for having me. Oh. It's been lovely. Well, if you've enjoyed this and you want to uh, listen anymore, so click on the link to subscribe and, yeah, listen out for more interviews with interesting uh, local businesses. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please share with a friend who you think needs a bit of help with starting a business or even their small business, which they've already got going. Please like and subscribe to our podcast, which always helps a small business or small podcast like us. And check the show notes. We all have everything in there relating to the episode, which you might need, might want to read, and links to anyone we've interviewed and certain subjects we've spoken about. And thanks for listening.